and welcome to NST The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and with us today is David Zikafus. He's owner of Hilton Bus, and that's in the Diamond State of Delaware. So, David, welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. Thanks for having me. Hey, so I, I know you've been on the podcast previously, but why don't you just take a minute and tell folks about the Hilton Bus? Hilton Bus originally was started in, I think it was 1997. However, I bought the company in the end of 2017. Did it with a, me and a couple other people. We we're just sort of out there looking for a small business to, to buy that was a part of the community. And we stumbled upon school buses and joined the, the wonderful community of school buses. So you have a very distinct background. You and I have talked about this quite a few times, but I think it'd be great if you told folks about some of your history, you know, with the military and also, you know, working in the private sector in in biotech. Okay. So I guess I'll start in college. I, I went to West Point and I got my undergrad in systems engineering. After West Point, I was commissioned as an officer in the military. Um, I did a tour in Afghanistan where I was rebuilding the Afghan National Army, and I did a tour in Iraq, where I was rebuilding the Iraqi police force in the Saladin province. And that's geographically about the same size as Maryland I was in charge of. And then after I got out of the military, I worked for a large biotech company where I worked in protein purification. So that could take a podcast explaining what I used to do. But basically, after we grew the cells for this cancer drug, I was my team was responsible for extracting the proteins, which is necessary, and, and getting the formulation correct for it to be injected into humans. Then I got my MBA at UCLA and decided I wanted to do something different. And so, uh, much like Matt Damon buying a zoo, I bought a school bus company. <laughs> yeah, and that's a really unique path. And, and thank you for your service to the country. And in those travels, at some point. David, you got introduced to NSTA and, you know, the organization. So why don't you tell the folks about how that came about and maybe how that was helpful in, you know, your quest to buy a a school bus company? So I got introduced to NSTA right at the beginning when I was looking at buying Hilton Bus. So found, found you all as a national organization and figured we'd have the discussion just to find out about like what what's going on with the industry and some data, which Jessica, I think actually was the first person I talked to, provided a, a ton of information for me. Um, and then the next thing I did is like, well, do you have a good attorney I could talk to, which happened to be R.C. Kelly. And that's how the relationship started. Helped me a lot getting the information I needed to do my due diligence on buying the company. Um, and then I'd like to think that we've had a, a great relationship ever since. Oh, for sure. And, you know, when when you, as somebody coming from the outside, not having, you know, much experience with uh, student transportation school bus, what were the things that you, you kind of looked at to say, hey, this is a, um, a viable business. It also really supports the community. A couple, you know, things that you were saying um, attracted you to the student transportation field. Well, if I just talk about a viable business, one of the nice things about school buses is it's relatively predictable revenue. 
in the state of Delaware, and I, I'm going to, to assume that it looks like this across the rest of the country for private contractors, right? You can sort of figure out what your rent is going to be for multiple years by the need of the school. You can even create fairly strong predictive models on what that demand's going to be just by looking at the, the growth of the population of any community, school districts, and, and their board meetings are, are public, so you can go back in time to see what their plans are. So that helps a lot. That takes a lot of, that, that in itself takes away a lot, took away a lot of my fear about buying a business. The second part about it is, well, it, it is being a part of the community. <laughs> It's funny, I, I don't think I noticed it as much until I bought a school bus company. But anytime you watch a movie or hear about schools or see it in the news, there's always a school bus in the background. They're tied together. They're linked. It's uh, as as American as, as baseball and apple pie uh, on school buses. And it really does a huge service to the community. And you can think about that, not just the fact that it, it gets kids to school for an education, but even the amount of traffic that it takes away from any local community by having school buses. What I forget, somebody's going to correct me on this, but I think a school bus takes, takes an average of 36 cars off the road on any given day. And so these are all really amazing things to think about. So that's it. That's, that's how I got in the industry. Yes, you are correct. Takes an average of 36 vehicles off the road. It's also 70 times safer for a child to be transported to school in a yellow bus than it is in any other mode of transportation. So you're statistically correct there, David. Um, now, one of the things you alluded to was, you know, kind of your use of analytics as a, a private operator. Um, and some of that obviously comes from your, your training. How, how has that been useful in terms of operating a bus company? It helps make decisions, right? So, a lot of times uh, a person can be swayed on their decision just due to emotional impact, right? You end up being more afraid of things or less afraid of things just by what's gone on recently. Or the other fact is I haven't been in the industry for 20, 30 years like a lot of other contractors are that just have experience. So when I'm able to pick up a lot of data off of the buses and data off data knowing about the drivers, I can make logical decisions quickly and then also make sure that my bus drivers and my managers and my mechanics are all making the same consistent decisions and i i said my undergrad was in systems engineering which data analytics wasn't as big of a deal back then but that's really what i studied a lot in my undergrad one of the biggest things that i had to realize buying the school bus company is how do i get the data and that's that's what we still work on and trying to figure out is how to make sure, how do we get as much data as we can off the buses so we can make sound, consistent decisions on a regular basis. And I, I think I've shared with you in the past, we're, we're pulling engine data off of the buses. We're pulling engine data off of the buses and it's probably saved us almost $100,000 in maintenance costs over that time because we can start seeing some of the buses have problems, right? It's And I say close to $100,000 because it saved us from having to have a number of engines rebuilt as we can start seeing that they're downgrading and, and pulling them in and bringing them in for warranty work or bringing them in for different types of standard maintenance work. So this is all helping us out. I'd like to get to the point in time where we're doing a better job of 
providing the school districts route recommendations to so that helps us be on time on a more regular basis. Yeah, and yeah, we've had um, many hey, conversations. So, David, um, you know, our initial discussions um, about analytics have kind of morphed into a, a greater discussion about um, how they can be helpful to NSTA and specifically going through our strategic business plan uh, for 2021 through 2024. Um, you've been an integral part of that process. We've done a survey. Yeah, I, I think it'd be great if you give your observations to the listeners about the strategic business plan process and, you know, acquiring this data and how that's going to be helpful to the organization moving forward. Okay. Well, well, we put out the survey to start gathering, I won't call it baseline of information because we already have quite a bit of information. I think one of the problems that most organizations have is they look at information as um, siloed, right? So the membership team might not necessarily communicate with the manufacturer and supplier technology team. But when you can start putting all that data together, it starts building a, a larger picture of what's going on. You can almost think of it as like, you know, putting a jigsaw puzzle together. You start a lot of times by going, hey, you know, it's easy for me to find the borders of it, but it doesn't necessarily tell you what the picture is. And then you find something else in the picture that you're going to focus on because it's easy, easy to find the picture pieces of it. But the more you start putting together and the larger picture, the overall picture you can see, the smarter decisions that we're able to make. And I think that's what's going on with the strategic business plan is this question that's going to come out is now going to be combined with everything else that we have on the contractors, the manufacturers, what we know what's going on in the industry, what we know that's going on politically, and start putting all that together to define a a path so that the NSTA can continue moving the school bus industry forward and do it more effectively, making sure that each action that the NSTA makes is more effective than it had been in the past, or that maybe when it takes an action, it, it actually touches three or four things that we're trying to accomplish at the same time. And so that's the, the basis of it. And the, the questionnaire is extremely important for that reason is as we figure that out, as we put it together, we can constantly go back to that questionnaire or the next set of questionnaires and create the relationship and create the story, the, the, the picture, if you will, of what the NSTA is about to do or, or maybe even predict into the future of what the school bus industry is going to look like by knowing what our members think out there and also knowing all the other pieces of it. Yeah, and the... Um... The Strategic Business Plan Survey was launched on uh, Tuesday of this week. So this podcast, you know, comes out on Wednesday. So yesterday, folks should have gotten another version or a reminder to complete the survey. So we did send that out yesterday. And I, I do agree with you that the information that we gather there will be helpful as we, we chart forward. I do think one of the main attributes of the committee is that I don't think folks have had a preconceived notion. So we've kind of taken... Um, the information we're gathering as it comes. Do you think that, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I think that's true, right? So, so it's like I talked about with data analytics is a lot of times if you, if you don't have all of the data in the past and you're not constantly analyzing the data in the past, 
is a new piece of information comes in and you, you almost neglect the previous information because it's the most, uh, because that, that problem or that question is, is the most recent thing in memory. And this is a, a problem that there's a noble there's a Nobel Prize given to uh, a couple of Israelis, Kahneman and Tversky, over this exact topic in decision-making. I don't think that we have any pre- preconceived notions, but once again, just getting the data and keeping the history of the data, it's going to allow the NSTA and the directors to make those strong, long-term decisions instead of the, I won't say they do it often anyways, but it, it stops them from making decision based on the newest shiny thing. So, for example, I think we all know that there was a school bus hijacking last week. That's important. That's a very important thing. But does it derail the strategic plan? Um, and sometimes I think it, it can. Um, but it just has to be, those decisions have to be put in place with everything else that we know uh, what's going on, that the data is put together uh, over the long run. Yep, for sure. I agree with you. And unfortunately, time is running short. But I have one final question for you, David, and that's about the future of the industry. Um, the, the, you know, as, as you alluded to, there are, you know, are many different things that are both occurring now and perhaps on the horizon. Maybe what are a couple things that you have your eye on? Oh, wow. Um, I guess, I guess there's a lot of things. Loaded question. To have. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, it's hard cause it's a huge, huge spectrum. I think the most, so I know rideshare is growing. And so the question is, well, why does rideshare grow? Right. And there's a, the, you know, and so, so you have to figure out that root cause. My belief rideshare is growing is because we have a school bus driver shortage and the school districts are trying to just figure out how to supplement the lack of buses that they have and rideshare seems to be a simple answer which is really fascinating to think about since you don't need a license and there's no barrier to entry and that's what school buses looked like in the late 1970s so we're almost reverting back to you're almost finding a loophole to get us back into the 1970s by doing ride sharing but there it comes with a lot of problems you talked about a school bus being 70 times safer than a car, but now we're putting a bunch of kids in cars. And if you're using ride sharing instead of school buses, well, what does that do to the, 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 the traffic issues in a local community? Are local municipalities going to have to increase? So these are all really interesting problems. And then obviously the other one is this administration's push to go to electric school buses, which I don't think is a bad thing to figure out, but we, we need to start being prepared for it and trying to make sure that we're pushing it in the right direction that contractors contractors can can stay viable while moving into electric school buses. I'd say those are probably the two biggest things. Yeah, and that's a really, really great point. David, always a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for joining us at NSTA, the bus stop, and look forward to seeing you soon in Milwaukee. All right, great. Thanks, Kurt.